0: She is a Willis, Texas girl by way of California. Hey everyone, it's Randy Halsey with Backstage Pass Radio. And today I'm joined by a local artist who brings a little Southern swagger into the Crystal Vision Studios. She currently has several new singles out as well as a debut EP, and we're going to get the down low from the one and only Peyton Howie when we return.
1: This is Backstage Pass Radio, the podcast that's designed for the music junkie with a thirst for musical knowledge. Hi, this is Adam Gordon, and I want to thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you like, subscribe, and turn alerts on for this and all upcoming podcasts. And now, here's your host of Backstage Pass Radio, Randy Halsey.
0: Hey, Peyton, it's nice to have you sitting across from me here in the studios this evening. Welcome.
1: Well,
2: thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: It's my pleasure. So, you drove in from the Willis area, yeah, right? Yeah, not too far. Traffic was not horrible. Oh, like no. You didn't want to beat your brains out coming not in? Not at this hour. <laughs> no,
2: it wasn't too bad. It was a smooth drive, nice sunset, it's good view. So, nice. I enjoyed it.
0: Well, I always try to get, like, you know, the artist in here on Monday nights because usually Monday nights are fairly slow for most artists, you know, that's kind of a dark night for a lot of people. So I try to do that, but I don't want to do it so late that people can't get home at a reasonable time. So it's, you know, you border on is it too early, is it too late. But I'm glad you're here and it's great to see you and I meet you finally.
2: Likewise, appreciate it.
0: It was interesting earlier because I I posted on social media, I took a picture of the guitar and kind of the setup and I said, you know, the mics are hot, you know, all systems are go. And there was a listener of my show and apparently a fan of yours that said oh my god she's a class act she's the greatest and I said well I'll determine that I'll see if I have to run her <laughs> off so stay tuned and then I put the little winky emoji so you'll
2: I be can't... the judge of that you yeah I let me that.
0: judge that <laughs> so so far Peyton is still here with me she hasn't been run off yet so all
2: right all right we're going good
0: yeah let's talk about the splitting of time between Houston and Nashville we were talking a little bit pre-interview that you took up residency there for a bit in Nashville and then you you realized this is probably not the best monetary use of my my funds so you're you're living here but you do all of your work there can you talk to the listeners a little bit
2: yeah I mean got a little crazy at one point where I was just traveling so much and I mean I, I don't get me wrong Nashville's great you know I mean I'm not a huge city person It's not ever really been my vibe. I'm like, I don't care where it is. I'm not like a huge city person. Like I'm, I'm down with the wide open spaces. So, um, I obviously enjoy my time in Texas. Um, like my free time, I would say out here in Texas, but being in Nashville, just working and getting to, um, talk with other artists and just be around like all the creative vibes and do writers rounds like that is really fun. And I know as as an artist, like, being there, whether it's music and or whatnot, you know, it, you're thriving, just being around, like, all these creative, like-minded people. So I enjoy being out there in Nashville for that reason. But I had a place out there for a while, and I decided that it, like, financially, it didn't make the most sense to just basically have a storage unit because I travel so much. And, like, you know, and I, like especially in the summertime, you know, you got festivals, touring season and whatnot, and you're always on the road. So it's, like... Well, do I want to pay for a bed that I'm only going to sleep in like you know, exactly. two three times a month? And the answer was no. So, uh, but I you know like my uh, my friends that are out there you know I still go and visit and I'm I'm out there pretty much the same amount of time anyway. So yeah, you know I was
0: going to ask you what the split if you if you have the balance scale of justice and percentage wise, what's the split uh, difference between say here in Nashville? How much time are you spending there versus here? On a regular basis?
2: Well, it, it really varies on the time of year. Okay. Um, I would say a few months ago, I was there almost half the month. You know, okay. it was almost 50 50. But like as of recent, it's been a lot less just because we've been playing shows and there's so much going on here in the Texas scene. So, you know, lots of shows to be played, festivals, and, you know, I've had some great opportunities playing with some, you know, larger names. And I've put out a lot of music this year. So um, being in the studio, did not necessarily become a priority for me until um next month so yeah then i'll be back but yeah so i've I've not been there a lot recently but i'll be back you know when it comes time and then christmas nashville all that basically shuts down for the holidays so uh, a lot of people tend to not be out there around that time anyway so yeah
0: well i would have to think that the studio once you get that bug they're the studios like tattoos right you can't just do it one time and
2: yeah i know it's like i love being in the studio and it's kind of like hard to you know focus all of your because you have to record the songs and then you have to you know promote them and then you have to go out and play them you can't just be in the studio all the time and then but then at the same time you can't just be out playing with no songs from the studio so it's kind of you gotta gotta have a good balance you can't get too addicted to it
0: but what would you say that you're playing show like do you keep track of number of shows per year that you play? And on average, what would you say that you're playing?
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I have not counted in a long time. But I know I, I would say I play every weekend. Okay. Like at least two, three shows a week, Okay, I would say.
0: You're pretty busy then.
2: Yeah, I enjoy it though. Yeah, you know, yeah. Playing is like like I can't complain get yeah. to do what I love every day so. well,
0: nobody would listen to you right? if you complained anyway right
2: <laughs> exactly then I wouldn't be playing two three
0: shows. that's exactly right <laughs> you have no time. fan base and you'd be complaining to yourself straight right? complaining that's, that's the whole right set. yeah <laughs> I know people like that so yeah oh man yep uh so in the spirit I'm gonna steal a page out of Kyle Hutton's playbook here and yeah. I just thought about him because I know you did the real life real music show with him Kyle was a guest on my show great guy he played right there where you're fixing to play. And I was wondering if you'd kind of start us off with a song of yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Awesome.
3: Bold, those a less troubled rose. It was the dreamers, believers, and tortured souls. The lines they walked and the ones they didn't. They told them no, but they didn't listen. We knew their lives so through the stories on the radio. Guitars were still, and I still feel. Every crying note they sang, standing in that upper ring. and know those roots running in the country before me. From an Oklahoma plane We were country when it was and cool Don't make your brown eyes blue We were just two sparrows in a hurricane Cause hers was still And I still feel Every cry and you know, they sing Standing in that Opry ring, to know those roots were running in the country before me. <laughs> Guitars were still, and I still feel. Every cry and note they sang Standing in that upper ring Guitars were still And I still feel Every cry note they sang Standing in that upper ring And no
0: So that was country before me. Tell us a little bit about the song and great job, by the way, it's always, it's always so nice to hear somebody play an acoustic guitar live. Like I've listened to all of your stuff, of course, just like I do every guest and you hear it, it sounds great, but there's nothing like a raw guitar in front of you. Like I'm just an acoustic guy and it, it resonates with me. So tell the listeners a little bit about the song.
2: Yeah, country before me. I wrote that song with my good friends Michael and Eric out in Nashville. I have a huge respect for all the women in country music and any time I get to stand on a stage or be behind a microphone or you know have my songs played on the radio whatever it is, I do feel like I owe them I owe them that respect and like acknowledging the fact that if they didn't go and you know, pursue their careers the way that they did, and they didn't go and, like, take a stand in a way, you know, really have to make themselves seen and heard. If they didn't go and do that, then I wouldn't get to do what I love to do the way I love to do it. Absolutely. You know, like, times were so much different back then. And um, it's crazy because, like, with recently losing Loretta Lynn, um, when I've been playing that song at my shows, I always, like, you know, recently I've been dedicating it, you know, to her memory and the way that she shaped the industry and how she shaped my music because like she had if i'm not wrong like 17 songs banned from radio because she was so controversial Mm -hmm. and 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 you look at her and she's just like this cute little thing and she's not trying to be controversial she's just writing songs that she feels and a lot of other women just happen to feel the same way it's like i love that about her and she just doesn't care
0: (laughs) yeah no i agree with you times were much different then but you know, we're in a time now where you have to watch what you say as well. Yeah. You know, things have changed for us as well over the, even in the, you know, most recent years, right? It's just a lot of things that we said when we were growing up, like you can't get away with saying, you know, th- those things. But if you had an idol, let's just say an, an OG or an old school item, like an uh, uh, idol, like you you talked about the women of country, right? Mm-hmm. Who would be the old school Person for you, your favorite, or you, who you most idolize, and then who would maybe be a current woman of country that that you might look up to in the same with the same adoration.
2: Well, obviously, like Loretta Lynn, like I was saying, you know, just because of her. How do I want to put this? Like she's like feisty, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she's not even trying to. That's just who she is. So that's like I dig that about her. Um, not like a huge throwback, but Reba, you know, Okay. like I love how she's got that storyteller kind of thing, and just kind of like sure. a true country grit vibe. Like okay. I love that, like very authentic, and um, I love that about Reba. Gretchen Wilson, okay, I love Gretchen Wilson because yeah. she's she's rowdy. She's she kind of represents more of my rowdy side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i', I love i'm that s- I'm seeing her. a trend here with Peyton, you guys uh, this this rowdy rambunctious trend here well, I mean
3: just a I'm little a, little gonna bit. keep just my eye
0: little. on you so yeah, yeah yeah right well, do you um do you enjoy and i'm and I'm sure I think I know the answer, but I want to ask you anyway, do you enjoy the songwriting portion of the business because the reason I ask that is I think a lot of artists. Are great performers, they have great ideas, but maybe songwriting doesn't come easy to them or maybe it's their least favorite. Tell me about your songwriting and do you really get into the songwriting? Do you, do you really love doing that piece oh, yeah. of the business?
2: Oh, I love it. Like, and I, I'll be honest, I had to grow into it because... I started writing songs as most people do on my own at a young age, you know, and you're sitting there in your room with a guitar, or whatever piano, or sometimes, you know, props to people that try and write songs without an instrument. Like if that's you props to you, because I, I can't imagine, Sure. but it's crazy. Cause I have friends that have, you know, written without instruments and it's like, they come up with these crazy melodies and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Props to you. That's yeah. takes some creativity and some skill. But I think songwriting is a, like you can really feel the emotion that you're putting into the song when you're pulling it out of yourself to put into the song from both sides of the spectrum. You know, I would say a song of mine, like break my own heart, you know, just kind of very, uh, jaded, edgy feeling kind of song. And I was pulling from, you know, kind of almost some sarcastic, funny feelings that I had had being, you know, in past relationships or even just, you know, kind of a, Uh, A you know it is what it is kind of attitude about my approach on life whether it's you know dating relationships or just kind of me doing my thing and just ended up you know whatever that that song's that way but like I know um, a while back I wrote a song out in Tennessee I had you know some how I put this I had some family news about my dad, and so I went into a write, and I wasn't plan. I was planning on writing something a little more, you know, rowdy. We were going to studio uh, for three songs, a three song session to go in, and with some like, you know, kick butt lack of a better term stuff and i got in there and literally like minutes before i gotten some you know pretty life-changing news about my dad and so we went in and just completely the mood changed and we decided to write a different song okay and we did and i remember all of us in the room were just like bawling after writing this song and it just and if you're not like really feeling those emotions when you're writing it you know you're doing it wrong
0: <laughs> and, and yeah exactly and were you able to change gears that fast in your in your mind like you knew you were going in it's it's rowdy writing that's what we're gonna do you get the news you go into more of a somber kind of yeah. mood was it hard to get in it or it really didn't take much for you to get into that no that, it was so that, easy
2: we finished okay. that song in like 20 minutes. 30 minutes wow. you know and, and I'll and I'll say sometimes you know being in the industry you have to kind of go the more um promotional route you know sometimes you have to write a song that's like hey you know we need something that's a little more commercial like this and and I'll say those those are honestly some of the hardest songs I've ever written is songs where it's like all right what would be catchy (laughs)
0: yeah exactly
2: (laughs) when you're writing for catchy it's a little bit harder than writing for feel or whatever yeah absolutely like legit sure emotion
0: well that's when you just have to write what feels good to you and if it becomes a hit it becomes a hit I mean I think hits come around organically. I don't think you can force a hit. It either becomes a hit, it grows legs on its own, or or it doesn't, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Tell me about the bug that you got for music. I think it was at an early age. Talk to me about the bug.
2: Yeah, the bug. When I was five, my mom took me to my first concert, and it was just how you imagined it would be. It was out in like this outdoor kind of... Arena and you know we were all sitting in these chairs on the dirt and the lights were panning across the audience and I was real little I was I was five so I was like maybe a couple feet high and I was dancing out in the aisle and um it was a Carrie Underwood concert and okay. she's sitting standing up on stage and she's singing and I'm dancing in the aisle and the lights panning across the audience stop on me and she uh, stops singing she kneels down and she tells like you know whatever security guard hey go grab that go grab that little girl and bring her up on stage so he comes over. And he, you know, he says to, you know, my mom that was there with me at the time, he goes, hey, Carrie wants your daughter on stage. Can I bring her up there? And my mom was like, yeah, go for it. A random dude. Picked me up She was like, oh, shoot. I have, <laughs> I, that, have thought that anyway, and it ended up being fine. Sure. So brought me up on stage with Carrie Underwood and we were like, you know, she was holding my hand. We were singing along and um, that was on her Some Hearts tour. And okay I remember that feeling. I still listen to that album. I literally listened to it yesterday. <laughs> and I remember that feeling like standing on the stage, looking out, seeing those people and it's kind of where I got the bug.
0: Well, you, it takes you back to a place in time music always does. Like, oh, you know, yeah. I, I was telling somebody in one of my interviews that you can almost stamp your mind where you hear a certain song, you know, and you don't ever forget that. You know, no. much like the Carrie Underwood thing, even though you're five years old. It's like, I don't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny, the long-term memory, it, it just gets ground into the brain and you don't forget those types of events right so it had to been really cool for you so it was from there that was all it took to kind of catch the bug right yeah but you didn't start playing guitar right away though did you
3: no
2: so that's the thing is I've always been really musical like playing different instruments singing all the time all around the house whatever and um, I started playing keys actually like I played piano for a while and Then I started teaching myself to play guitar. I was like about 14 and I'd always just had this, you know, knack for music, listening to all different kinds of genres and whatnot. But that was kind of something I had to grow into was I'm not a, I'm I'll be honest, I'm not naturally a performer. I am, I'm an artist. And so growing into being a performer is me just trying to be myself as much as possible and just. Like, have a good time and just, like, get up there and just be whack.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that you say that because I would have thought just maybe the opposite because I've never seen you play live. I've I've seen... You know, there's the YouTube and the Facebook. We, you know, we feel like we know people like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I haven't ever even met her, but I feel like I know her, right, but right. but you, you seem so natural on stage, like it's just you're up there having a good time and you look like kind of a rock chick, you know, like you have the rock <laughs> swagger to you, I think, even though I know you do a lot of country stuff, but just kind of the way you carry yourself, I think that's pretty cool. I don't know if you've ever been told that think, or not. Oh, but, yeah,
2: all the time. I mean, yeah. we, we you know, I I love rock. Like, I would say, I mean, country has my heart. But if I couldn't be a country artist, I would definitely join a rock band. Yeah. I would. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like that'd be kind of cool. But country is definitely where my heart is, especially because, you know, you got more of the, like, storyteller aspect kind of thing. And, I mean, there is that in every genre. But... Steel guitar, something about it.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting because we're almost the polar opposites. I like you was uh, a trained classical pianist, so I got I got trained. I started out with the piano, right, mm-hmm. and then I taught myself guitar. So we're kind of the same right. there. But I was always kind of the rock pig growing up, and I never dealt with country. I was never the country guy. Like, didn't it didn't get played in my house, and I just didn't really care anything about it. And when I started playing out professionally years and years ago, I said, well, I'm going to have to learn some of this stuff, right? You know, so I started really paying attention to it. And there are certain artists that I've really fallen in love with. And I I can honestly say, nothing takes the place of rock and roll. Like, I'm I'm always going to be a rock pig. But country's right up there, and especially the Americana genre. Like, I've fallen in love with that music. And I think it's, for what you said, it's the storytelling aspect, the the guitar and your heart coming through the guitar. And it, it, it's just so meaningful that listening to a hard rock band, you know, it has its, it has its vibe, right? Yeah. But there's nothing that I connect with better than what you just did. You know, that's so cool to me. Thank so you. yeah,
2: no, and I, I love that. And that's why I'm, I consider myself country rock because I still always want to be a storyteller, But I really like to rock out sometimes You know what I'm saying So I love incorporating that into my music Plus you know Being a female in the country music scene There is There are some But there's not a lot of females Doing the whole like country rock thing You know Like Sure That is something that I hope to bring back Because I think people would really Get down with that Like you know If it was was a bigger thing I get
0: it for sure Will be the trendsetter, right? I'm, yeah, I'm working on it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> one day at a time, right? Oh, exactly. Now, do you prefer to, to play and sing, play guitar and sing, or are you more comfortable being just behind the microphone? Do you have a preference one way or another? Because I've asked specifically female artists that have really beautiful vocals, right? That they can, they don't really need a guitar to sound good, right. but- I didn't know if you're more comfortable with the guitar, without the guitar, or if you have a preference one way or another.
2: Well, I'll be honest. Obviously, singing is probably my favorite thing in the world because I do it all the time, even when I don't know I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? Even when I'm annoying everybody, I will be singing.
0: And you don't always have a guitar with you, right? But you always have your voice with you, Yeah, exactly.
2: And that's something that I think has... Really shaped my music is my voice, and it has a more of a unique sound to it that what I've been told. And that is why, you know, I think my voice will always be my sound. But at the same time, I think being a songwriter and being um, an artist, and at the very least, being a musician, playing an instrument at your shows, you know, or at least understanding how to play and how different things work it, it, it really does grow you as a songwriter it grows you as an artist and it gives you an appreciation for music because there is you can always be a singer you can always be a you know a vocalist and just a singer but sure. the second you pick up an instrument and learn how to sing without saying words you know mm-hmm. like that's when you really understand like different chords and how they make you feel without saying a word like that's that's a huge that's that's the other half of music, yeah, you know, and so I, I feel like if you can at least try throughout your entire lifetime to master both, sure at least you're acknowledging and showing appreciation for both sides, sure. of the spectrum,
0: yeah, and you know a lot of people don't have that talent that you and I possess, and i I lump myself in there too because I play and sing right but it's but it's also interesting. That, you know, I'm in a duo, an acoustic duo. That's, that's kind of what I don't have a band and I play all over, you know, in that acoustic duo. But, you know, I play the guitar, I sing. I also work a foot pedal like for harmonies and stuff yeah, like that. And yeah. people don't realize it's one thing to be a good singer, but to be a singer and a guitarist, putting those two together, it, it takes a little talent and a, little, a, little, a whole lot of work to make those your brain work that way. And then if you start introducing things with your feet, like I'm sure maybe you have pedals that you play, you know, you've got to go touch those pedals at some point in time. So there's all kinds of things that run through our minds as artists. So it takes a special skill to do what you do on stage.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I definitely think like there, I know I am never going to be the best guitar player in the world. Like There's always there are somebody so better, many, right? yeah. there's so many talented guitar players. Like even like the guys I play with in my band, like they're ridiculously yeah, talented
3: I agree. and
2: me just learning different things about you know music or just on the guitar gives me a greater appreciation for them every single day
0: well and you you don't have to be the best at something but you bring something to the table that they don't bring and right yeah we all work together you exactly you're a team for a reason oh exactly over the years you've you've shared the stage with a lot of pretty big name artists share with the listeners some of the folks that you've worked with along the way and was there one that was maybe the most memorable for you from just maybe opening for them or or sharing a, a headline with them or something like that?
2: Yeah, well, I'll say, especially being in the, you know, Texas, specifically, you know, Houston music scene or Texas music scene, it's just really been life changing because the community of artists out here that I've had the opportunity to play shows with or to meet or even just like, for sake of discussion i um i I played the humble rodeo um with aaron watson and he's like super down to earth i walked in there and he's just like cracking jokes and we're freaking eating texas roadhouse bread rolls i'm like this is iconic like this is a moment in history i never thought would happen (laughs) you know what i'm saying and just like there's so many genuine artists that are killing the game out in this scene and just getting to play shows with you know, people like that is yeah. is really cool. Or even on the Nashville scene, I've, you know, made friends with uh, people like Trey Lewis. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, sure. Just su- super genuine yeah. dude, like, hey, what's good? How yeah, you doing, sis? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, people like that. It's cool. Isn't
0: it cool how you can, you can almost look at somebody, I guess you'd call it judging a book by its cover. You look at somebody and say, oh, that person's not approachable or they're probably not nice people or something like that. And then you get around them and you're like, wait a minute, this, that person was so amazing. Like I would have never expected that from that person. Like, and and I find that not that I've ever prejudged anybody I've had on my show, but I have had artists, bigger name artists, maybe not so bigger, big name artists, but they all talk to you like they're just people too at the end of the day. And I think that's really cool. So it kind of goes back to what you're saying, you know, with, Aaron Watson, you know, big name in Texas country music, but you know, you can eat, you know, Texas Roadhouse biscuits with him, right? At the same time and have a good time. He's, exactly. a, he's a person just like you and I are, right? It's true. And yeah. I mean, that's
2: the number one thing I think everyone can agree with is that the most talented and genuine artists are always the kindest. You know, if yeah. you ever meet someone that just thinks they're all that in a bag of chips, chances are they're really they're not. probably not going far
0: it's probably because their mama told them that they were right and they <laughs> they believe that
2: oh yeah someone lied to them
0: exactly that happened that probably happens more times than not but uh you find that in karaoke a lot you know if you go listen to karaoke <laughs> you know it's like everybody in the karaoke place thinks they're you know the next Whitney Houston because their mama told them that they sound oh, really man. really good right but in all fairness to the karaoke singers, there are some amazing singers that do go and do the whole karaoke thing. But then there's some really not so great ones. That's too, true. Right. That's so true. you get a mixed bag for sure. I was wondering if maybe you would share another song with the listeners. You up for it?
3: I am. Awesome. I'm up for it.
0: Great song there, Peyton. I, I really enjoyed that. Break My Own Heart, yeah. the, the name of the song. I, I detected a little bit of the rowdiness and the attitude that you talked about earlier yeah, in that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- tell the listeners a little bit about what inspired the song.
2: Yeah, Break My Own Heart, that was inspired by um, kind of a situation that I was in. I was with this guy and It was one of those relationships where there was, like, not really a point to it. (laughs) And I don't mean to sound mean. I'm just being real. Like, I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere from the start, thus the line. It was over before it started. Um, And, you know, I totally saw all the red flags. And it was just kind of one of those... Eh, why not decisions you know like I kind of went for it kind of went out with the guy for you know a few months and to be honest if I wasn't traveling so much and on the road like it would have ended way sooner than it than it did like because I I mean it lasted a lot longer than I expected but then to think about it I was pretty much gone for like you know maybe two three months of the relationship and when it came time for me to break it off I told the guy I was like look like I saw your red flags coming, and I still went out with you. So I don't even need you to break my heart. I can do it myself. Like, okay, I'm enough trouble for the both of us. <laughs> so that's kind of where that song was inspired. <laughs> but well, yeah. well, I was
0: going to say, I, I don't. I'm not going to be your. Your shrink here, but like, <laughs>
2: go
1: ahead. Why, why, Hit me with why? It.
0: <laughs> no, I, never mind. I'm going to, I'm going to go gonna, ahead. No, Honestly, no. I'm
2: I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm sure I'm you've not, heard I'm it all justified. from this side.
0: No, I, I was going to say, uh, I was just going to be funny. I, this is Randy humor that you don't know, but, I was gonna say, well, if you knew it was over before you started, why did you even waste any of your freaking time with the guy? But uh, but you don't bored. have to answer. You can plead. You <laughs> you were bored, and the was, truth comes
1: out, and the right? crowd and goes yeah, mild. The, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, uh, hopefully the poor guy doesn't doesn't hear this. But if he does, and I'm I, I, I guess well, you can tell me if really you want to edit care. any of this stuff out. But anyway, that, that's water under the bridge. Anyway, I'm sure, right?
2: He'll never know,
0: right? Have you been thinking that you may need a little exercise in your daily routine while having a little fun doing it? I may have the solution. Hey, it's Randy Holsey here with Backstage Pass Radio. And about six months ago, I purchased an electric bike from Ecotrick and just thought about using it as a way to kind of get the blood flowing a few days a week. And to my surprise, I find myself on the bike just about every day. Not only am I getting a little exercise each day, but I'm also having a fun time seeing the neighborhood and maybe some areas that I probably would never have seen before I got the bike. Today, my family owns four of these EcoTrick bikes and we're looking to add a few more soon. Make sure to check out the link in the description below for more details. Well, tell me about the Youngblood EP.
2: Yeah, so the EP um, is my first five-song EP, and each song on there is very, very different. You know, each one tells a different story, but I really do feel like each one is kind of a different piece of who I am as an artist, and literally from... Never Go Home, like, you know, Party Anthem to Country Before Me, you know, my appreciation for the women in country music, Freedom, my Mm -hmm. patriotic side, Break My Own Heart, Run Boy Run, like each one of those songs I totally feel and have lived at some point in my my few years on this earth. (laughs) But um, that's really how I feel about it is it really is a little piece of who I am, each song and... When I was getting ready to drop it, uh, some of my, my team members were like, hey, like, you know, you should have the EP be self-titled. And I didn't really like the idea of that. I was like, okay, yeah, but, like, that's good, but we let's make it great. Like, like we should come up with a cool name for it, you know? So kind of going back to when I started playing music when I was 14, I walked the streets of, not the streets, but like, you know what I'm saying? There was, um, like main street, you know, there's all these, go ahead and dig yourself. Yeah. Hold on guys. Listen, (laughs) hear me out, hear me out. The way I started that, I started that, I started that in an odd place. (laughs) What I mean to say was when I was 14, you
0: brought it up, not me. I was
2: always, I was always walking up and down Main Street where there's all these, you know, different music venues okay. and, you know, some, like, whatever, smoky bars and places with all these seasoned musicians that would play, like, every, like, every night of the week, you know, open mics, you know, country nights, a blues clubs, like, you name it, and I would just try to, like, listen, learn, look in the window, be around the corner. Sometimes they'd leave the door open for me and I, you know, could sneak in and, I would just learn and there were so many seasoned musicians that have toured all across you know the states you know been to the UK played like stuff out there all different genres and you know shown me everything from Dolly Parton to the the Beatles to Janis Joplin you know Fleetwood Mac like everything you know just getting to learn about like the good stuff and they all nickname me Youngblood because they were all like you know been there, done that, and I was like, hey, guys, do you want to teach me a thing or two? And um, I'd be there with, like, my chief little guitar, and they were just teaching me how to how to play this and, oh, sing this song, you should pick up this, and, you know, bringing me on shows with them and stuff like that, and anyway, so that's kind of where the nickname Youngblood yeah. came from, and so uh, that's what I wanted to call my EP.
0: That makes sense. Most but, people yeah. do go with a self-titled debut, but yeah. that, that certainly yeah. makes sense. You're kind of paying in Paying the EP forward to the people that kind of paved... not I wouldn't say paved the way, but kind of helped you along the way totally. and whatnot. yeah. yeah. Uh, it's my understanding that the EP now has over a million streams. Is that on combined... The combined platforms like Apple Music and Spotify, Pandora, is that all on one? Or what do you know about the million streams?
2: I know it's over a million um, on Spotify alone. I know on... That's all I'm aware of at the moment. Collectively, I'm sure it's over something. I don't know. But I think as far as Apple Music goes or whatever, I'd have to count all those up. I think I think Spotify and Apple Music are the only ones that show you your numbers.
0: Yeah, to be. yeah I think you're I right. I think
2: that. I honestly couldn't tell you anything else yeah. other than that. But Spotify, I know, it was over a million streams. And then Apple Music, yeah.
0: I remembered what I was going to say earlier. I was going to pay you a compliment and... I don't know why the, the thought was fleeting for me. It just it, it escaped my mind. There was something you were talking about, and I was going to tell you that I stumbled across something as I was listening to your music. And I learned of your age or approximately how old you are, which I won't mention on the show, but I didn't realize you were so young. And I wanted the compliment that I was going to pay you is your seasoned beyond your years. I think in your music, the way your music comes across your, your presence on the stage. So kudos to you for Thank that. You. Like I was expecting sure. a more, yeah. Say it. Well, no, no. I mean, I don't, I, well, I don't, I don't know. Like women don't like to talk about their age, but I thought that you would have been in the industry a lot longer is basically what I was saying. Not that you look old no, because no, you don't yeah. at all. That's not what I'm implying. I think I'm digging myself a hole here, it's and I'm, okay, and I'm really right. no I'm just saying that for your age, I, I believe that you have a really great stage presence, and you write really good songs. And I was just you expect that from people that have been around much longer that have you know matured over the years. So yeah, that's coming you. at, a, I appreciate at a, that a, coming to you at a young age. So kudos for that.
2: Oh yeah, no, I really appreciate. Yeah, that.
0: for sure. And I, you had mentioned something. Um, you guys had mentioned something earlier about playlisting. And I wanted to talk for just a minute about that. I think you had mentioned that some of your music had been picked up by playlist. Explain to the listeners what having a song or record being picked up and playlisted means. And what does that do to help your career as a musician?
2: So playlisting is something that I have literally spent countless hours sitting at my kitchen table dissecting and learning about because it is it is really important because okay so I guess look at it this way I have my music on a platform say Spotify and I'm you know having my music distributed through a distributor whoever that is and when your music gets taken by a Spotify playlist curator and for me you know that would be the country playlist curator because you know they control the country playlist and they take a song of mine and they throw it on a playlist for example my song never go home when i drop that song and when i say drop i mean six weeks prior to its release i go and i i i send them a pitch talking about the song talking about all these little things in there and and there's a very oddly specific way to write this pitch it's like like open sesame <laughs> right i you know you send them this this thing and they look at you know your history with your listeners and the consistency of your music and the consistency of your sound and what you're doing outside of music to make this good I guess you know make this something that they want a piece of and they'll throw it on a playlist and so my song never go home got put on the country rocks playlist and it's still there it's been there for for over a year, which is, which is mind blowing because country rocks, like you look on that playlist, you're going to see people like, uh, co Wetzel, uh, Ashlyn craft, Parker McCollum, like they're all in that country rock genre. So people that are listening to their music are then going to discover my music on that same list, you know, and they're going to be like, Oh, I like that. So that grows my listeners, not only like just random people throughout the world, it's people that are actually wanting to hear that kind of music. Sure. And that's like, it's like, real listeners it's gaining you actual like real fans that want to hear your stuff Absolutely. and that continue to listen to your stuff throughout and it's really helpful to build a relationship like with the different streaming platforms because if your music is consistent and they can then they can look at say okay so Peyton Howie puts out this kind of music so anytime I put out a song that is like that vibe that is what they're expecting from me you know they're going to be like, okay, let's, you know, throw this on a playlist. So, okay. And it really helps because they look at, obviously, the pitch you write. And not only that, they look at pre-saves. So that's something that I've been lucky enough that my, you know, followers, supporters, fan base has been really good at is pre-saves. Like, I'll put a song out there, like um, a pre-save link. You know, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm dropping a new single. And people will go nuts on this pre-save link. And that basically lets the streaming platform know, hey, we're all excited to hear this song. And so they're like, well, then I guess, you know, it's something worth listening to. So I'm just totally grateful for that, for is, sure.
0: Is that really what the pre-save does, is it gives you the the ability to, to get on the playlist? Is is that...
2: It's part of it. Because... I genuinely believe it's part of it, because I'll say that a lot of my songs that have had the best playlisting record, like Break My Own Heart, when I dropped that song on the EP, was on five different editorial Spotify playlists. And my EP was the most pre-saved release I've ever had. And and I mean, I think that's because it was the first big project I've ever put out, obviously. Right. So people are excited to hear that. And then when you put out a project, like, you know, an EP, it's five songs, you only get to pitch one song from that project. Okay. So obviously I chose Break My Own Heart. And so since that project was the most pre-saved, they went nuts on that. So
0: Was there other songs other than the five that you put on the EP, songs that you had that didn't make the EP, or did you have only five songs that you knew I'm writing these five and those are going on there.
2: Well, it started off that way. I had a writing session out in Nashville with my, with my friends out there and I was writing for the project. I was writing five songs that I knew I wanted to cut and be on the EP, you know, put them out as singles and then drop the whole project. That was the plan. And one of the songs was going to originally be jail and Jesus. And, Then um, after just like really contemplating it, I decided I wanted to give it its own release and release it as a single. And then further down the road, I recorded uh, Break My Own Heart and I was like, this would totally fit the vibe of the EP. I want to put that on there instead. And I'm glad I did that because I think people really liked that. Country rock sound yeah. that you know kind of tied the whole EP together. Sure, you know, smacked out the middle. I, I liked it there. And um, Jalen Jesus was kind of a soft, more intimate side of my artistry that I would have appreciated being a single versus okay mixed in with all that, that other stuff sense. that I sure. you know put out. So Jail and Jesus got a little special treatment there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll have you maybe play that one here in just a minute. What would you say the anchor song? Or the cornerstone song is on your EP?
2: I'd have to say, honestly, probably Never Go Home. Okay. Because, well, first off, it's the most popular song on the EP. People love that song. You know, I dropped the EP beginning of this year and coming out of... You know one of like the probably the worst times ever with the whole COVID thing. People are like, Man, we're gonna go out, we're gonna live life, we're gonna party. Like, this is the vibe. Yeah. I'm never go home, was put out as a single, and then I re release it on the EP. Okay. And so, people, I like still to this day, like, people love that. You know, that's that's the that's what we do at my shows. It's the you know, finale, whatever you want to call it. That's the show ender that we always do because okay. it's just real simple, people just. Enjoy the idea of having a good time with people they care about, getting to raise them drinks high, and yeah, that's the vibe.
0: I think you have a song that's your favorite, and it's not that one, right? I think you had cited maybe something like um, "Country Before Me" was one of your favorite songs to play live. Is that yeah the case, or am I off base? No, you're you're
2: right. You're right. I would say on the EP, my two favorite songs would definitely be it would be a tie between "Break My Own Heart" and "Country Before Me." But um, Country Before Me is one of my favorites to play live just because if you've ever been to a live show of mine, especially, you know, when we're playing, you know, full band, big production kind of thing, it's high energy. Like, we are, we're high energy, you know, kicking butt all night long. And then um, somewhere in the middle of the set we will take a moment for Country Before Me. And it's always, like, really, I would say emotionally, like, emotional, personally, sure. because, you know, as someone that has an appreciation for the history of country music and just the ability that I have to stand on a stage and do what I do and understanding that that wouldn't be possible without the people that I wrote that song about. Like, you know, there's and obviously there's so many other factors playing into that, like, you know, my family and my friends and the people that listen to my music, you know, there obviously that's a huge thing, but getting to share that and especially, you know, like I mentioned previously with Loretta Lynn passing, like I know I, I played this song, um, actually just this last weekend at a show and I saw someone take off their hat out of respect.
0: Really? That's cool. You know, yeah. for
2: Loretta Lynn and, and I I was like I I tear up every time and I walked over, I told my bass player I'm like, Bro, I'm gonna cry
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: But that's like you know, I, that, I think that's why it's one of my favorite songs to play live sure. is because it touches everybody.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I had the privilege of, of meeting your mom who you brought here with you. And I, and I wanted to ask you, was country what was playing like in the house growing up?
2: Yeah. It, honestly, I got the best of both worlds. Cause my mom, my mom was a country girl, like country. That's like all she listened to. That's what I grew up oh, listening okay. to with her. Then my dad was like total rocker dude. Like okay. my dad was like on that Aerosmith ACDC vibe, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I kind of got the, the best of both worlds. Yeah, for sure. Know? So
0: I know that you've uh, been playing a lot of festivals. I, I see your stuff pop up on, on Facebook a lot. Tell me what's coming up by way of shows for you that you'd like to share with the listeners.
2: Yeah, we have some big shows coming up. Uh, we're playing uh, Zap Hall this weekend. It's going to be super cool. Uh, we're also playing uh, the pre-game party for uh, Texas A&M. That's going to be really fun. And then we have another one coming up. Uh, the, I think the largest show we have coming up is going to be November 5th. We're playing Concert in the Country uh, with Aaron Watson in Shenandoah. That's oh, going to cool. be really fun.
0: Where's uh, that one at?
2: It's in Magnolia. Magnolia. Uh, I believe it's Show Sports Farm. That's okay. going to be really cool. It's a whole Boots for Troops thing. Super cool. It's Very be fun. cool.
0: I should probably know this, but what percentage of the shows you play are band related and do you do anything solo, much by way of solo?
2: Yeah, I honestly, I would say this year especially, I've done way more band stuff just because there has been so many opportunities I've been offered like and that I'm obviously grateful for, you know, open up for some cool names like just this year alone, uh opened up for Clay Walker, Pam Tillis, the Bellamy Brothers. We're getting to open up for Aaron Watson, Ian Munzik, William Clark Green. Like, it's been crazy, you know? And so I've done a lot of band stuff this year, but um, I do uh, some solo stuff every now and then. Like, you know, I just did the whole real life, real music thing. The unplugged stuff is super fun. Dosi Do. Love that. Super cool.
0: And you did that with uh, Susan Hickman and um, Heather Heather Aileen. Aileen. Yeah. Yeah. So Heather will be coming up on my show soon as well. I had the privilege of meeting her. Maybe two or three weeks ago, I booked a show for her at a place that I play. She filled in, so I got to meet her and ask her if she would be on my show, so she'll be here soon, yeah.
2: Yeah, She's got some good stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll find out. I'll dig into that Yeah, she's got some cool
2: music history. She's played with some cool people. Yeah.
0: You talked a minute ago about Jail and Jesus and it not being on the EP, and I was wondering if you would mind playing that for the listeners. I would love to. Awesome. (laughs)
3: So calloused hands grabbed a hold of that man, drunk behind the wheel of that car. He dragged him to the ground, the people gathered around. He didn't mean to take it that far. Granddad lost his wife. So that man lost his life As he reached for the hell that redeems us Ten years in that cell Between heaven and hell Caught between jail and Jesus He found that demon in the bottle That he drank his last swallow he hit Mama again. Yeah, the neighbors called, the cops tried to fight, but he lost behind bars till God only knows when. Well, there's a price to be paid for the hands that he laid. Maybe
0: That was uh, jail and Jesus. Uh, hell yeah! That was a great <laughs> song. That, I love that. Like
2: that's the best thing I've ever heard. Jail and Jesus. Yeah, hell yeah. Yes.
0: Like you know, I told you at the beginning of the show. Like there's something about an acoustic guitar and a vocalist that resonates with me. That that took on a whole. The song took on a whole new meaning hearing it here. In the living room versus, you know, queuing it up on Spotify. Great job there. Yeah, thank
3: you very and much. Appreciate talk to the that.
0: listeners. Yeah, you're welcome. And, and talk to the listeners a little bit about kind of the story behind "Jell" and Jesus. That's the one song that wasn't on the EP. Yeah. And I can kind of see why now that you mention it, why it wasn't. But share with the listeners a little bit about the backstory of the song.
3: Yeah. So
2: that is a song that I wrote because although I am i'm only 20 i've you know i've I've seen some things i've um seen some things in my life and i have come to the conclusion that you know overall people are good i believe everybody is striving to be good and um but you know every now and then our you know our demons get the best of us and um sometimes that ends up being the the legacy that we leave for the people we love Sure. Um, I was kind of inspired by, I read this book, and it was an interview with Johnny Cash, and he says, I've lived my life from jail to Jesus, and that hit me, you know, mm-hmm. um, because although, yeah, I'm 20, I've still kind of experienced that feeling in life with that angel on my shoulder and the devil on my back. And so when I heard that, it hit me, and I, I thought, you know, I kind of want to, I kind of want to talk about that in between. And um, so that's how Jalen Jesus was born. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a deep song. I I really like it. The lyrical content. I I love the lyrical content. You've received some, I guess, national notoriety through some various sources such as CMT. And I think Fox was one of them, maybe Country Rebel. Talk a bit about some of the notoriety that you've yeah. received and i guess it's by way of some of the songs that have come out is that correct
2: yeah so um my first feature uh, from cmt was actually country before me the acoustic performance video for that song um that one was my first feature on cmt and then jalen jesus just received a feature from cmt as well the music video for that song just came out um in september and um and it was featured on the 30th, and it's still up on my my YouTube channel for anyone that wants to check it out. It's there, the Jalen Jesus music video. Um, And uh, Fox, I got to do a really cool um, feature on there for my song Keep Her Breathing. Um, You know, it was kind of cool with more of a patriotic vibe, and we got to do a little acoustic session there and play it. Um, And I also got to do an interview with uh, Fox 7 for my song Freedom when I dropped that music video as well that one was a while back um fox really likes that patriotic stuff <laughs> <laughs> they're <laughs> like right. they were like yeah you know freedom keep it free let's go so yeah. and then country rebel country rebel i had i think i've had two features from country rebel and the first one i believe was uh, actually uh you ain't woman enough i did a cover of you ain't woman enough um loretta Lynn's song and i remember i remember i was really young when i had that so that was that was pretty cool though but country rebels Cool. I remember. I I I thought that was so crazy because being so young, and you get on there and you sing some Loretta Lynn. You know, people are gonna be like, "You're trash," or "You're amazing." You know, those country rebel people are ruthless. Sure.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I I always have to think that any press is good press for you, even if it's. I mean, well, I guess bad press wouldn't be good, but in in a way, I mean, if they're talking about you, that's a good thing, right? Oh yeah. What do you think? How do I phrase the question? um what do you think it will take you to get to the next level what's the next level for Peyton Howie based on where you are today where you want to be like what's the next step for you
2: you know I definitely think that getting to just write more music and play more shows and just continue to do what I'm doing but with
0: expose yourself basically yeah you know do that but just
2: with you know more knowledge and understanding and relationship building and you know knowing people and just because I mean I think that's the number one thing is like some of the coolest things that I've had the opportunity to do in the music industry is just simply by like making friends with somebody and, like, having a relationship and not always wanting something from somebody, but, like, actually just genuinely appreciating them as, as a human being and sure. an artist and creating relationships with people. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, like, you want to hop on this? Or then you hit them up like, hey, like, you want to come over and do this? And it's just, like, networking. And, and that's that's a thing that I think a lot of people overlook is that some of the largest artists or some of you look at now, like, even some of the most um, on fire up and coming artists right now, they're all, like, in a community of other talented, you know, chill, genuine artists. It's like, that's just how it is. So I think it's uh, just a matter of creating something that's just people want to be a part of, Yeah, you know?
0: Well, and I'm in no place to give you advice, but I'm going to give you advice, right? (laughs) No,
2: I think you are. I think you are.
0: No, and you already said it. I think if you keep yourself humble and be that person that is not too good to get in the trenches with your friends and the people that want to talk to you. Good things will come for Peyton Howie. I've asked certain guests, which will remain unnamed to be on my show who are local artists. And I get more run around from them than I get from four time hall of famers to be on the show. And somebody has educated them wrong and it really pisses me off. Like I'm on a rant, a little bit of a rant right now, but if you stay true to yourself, like you and I are talking and you said, you've already said it, I'm not telling you anything that you don't know, but that's who people admire. That's going to get you so much further down the road, being that person versus the, Oh, well I've made it. I don't have time for you and I don't have time for you. That doesn't really, I don't think that gets right. you anywhere at the end no, of the day. So keep being not. you. So I, I picked that up about you in the short Thank time you. that I I've, appreciate that, that I'm sitting across from you. I'm in sales for a living and I like to think that I'm a, a pretty good judge of character. I know when people are fibbing and not, not being honest <laughs> and you know, they'll tell you anything kind of thing, but um, I don't detect that about you. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Likewise.
0: Yeah. Where can the listeners find Peyton Howie on social media? If they want to look you up
2: pretty much anywhere. I've got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, you name it. Peyton Howie Music, P A Y T O N H O W I E. And then my website's probably a really good central spot to find anything from social media to merch to shows and that's patenhawi.com
0: and that's going to be very important for the listeners to know where to find the merch right yeah PeytonHowie. I mean, dot hey, com. yeah if
2: you want to sport a t-shirt that's the place to go
0: that's it <laughs> even though i asked for a couple of cd's but we're sold. Man, <laughs>
3: we sold out don't be giving me don't be
2: giving me none of that don't be giving me none of that
0: yeah i was going to go on the record to say and when i asked there's none to be found oh okay.
2: on. I, i'm gonna be real with you we we played a cool show just last weekend we got to go down to um the backyard in Waco we opened up for Cody Hibbard and we sold out of EPs there young blood EPs so nice. I, I, got, I got a new batch and it's coming I literally I, I checked the shipping today when yeah. you shot me a message you're like <laughs> you're like bring me one I was like bro maybe it'll come before <laughs> right, I leave <laughs>
0: right yeah because I'll beat you up about it but in in all seriousness I'm glad that you sold out and that you didn't have any to bring me that's important because that's how a lot of the artists that Supplement their income, right? So it's very important for the listeners to support with a merch purchase. And you can find that uh, on peytonhowey.com of course. I wanted to give you maybe a, an open forum to talk about anything that might be coming up from you, uh, from the Peyton Howie camp, that maybe we haven't discussed or that you'd like to share with the listeners.
2: Yeah. So I have a really cool performance video that I plan on dropping. It's gonna come out of the weekend of Veterans Day for "Keep Her Breathing," my song "Keep Her Breathing," um, and it's it's kind of I've actually not talked about this on any platform or anything yet. I have not really talked about it at all yet. So, um, you so know, this like, is you're exclusive. Like, I'm literally telling you this right now. No one else. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so this yeah I'm really excited about it. We've never really done anything like that performance style, and I really wanted to bring uh, that performance aspect. Like into, you know, the content Mm -hmm. that I'm putting out, especially with the song Keeper Breathing, because it's such a, obviously it's a, you know, it's a song talking about the state of our nation and talking about, um, you know, where we've been, where we're going and whatnot. And obviously everyone's got their opinions, but I've got mine and that's what it is. And Keeper Breathing is that and it's very obvious that that's what that's about. But not to mention the fact that when we play this song live, like people get fired up about it and we get fired up about it. When you know when I'm playing it on stage and yeah, so uh, we had someone come on out and shoot the video. Super cool. It turned out amazing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to putting it out. So that's going out. Keeper breathing has done surprisingly well. We surprise or we dropped it. Um, we dropped keeper breathing. I would say a few months ago and. I was really excited to put it out because I knew that, you know, there's a lot of things going on um, in our country and um, whatnot, but aside from that, you know, it was very country rock vibes, um, had great producers on it, and uh, Morgan Miles did the background vocals on it, and she's insane, she's killing it right now, she's a finalist um, on The Voice, so... She just, like, totally blew up. But, yeah, she's, like, she did killer uh, background vocals on Keep Her Breathing and, and Break My Own Heart, too. But um, just that song specifically, uh, that's the last release I just had, and then video's coming out soon.
0: Is it safe to say that Keep Her Breathing, the her you're implying, like Lady Liberty, like the state of the yeah, country? It's, yeah, in it's that? America, okay. gotcha. you know? And yeah. I
2: think, um, yeah, her is America, and that's the, that's the hook of the song is I'll fight till my, less bre- my last breath to keep her breathing. You
0: know, well, I I hope your song hits a nerve with a lot of people because there's a lot of stupidity going on in this country right now, and it and it the, the the country's just taking an ass beating from from every aspect of it. It's a weird time to be in right now, so we probably need some good music that that has a positive message to it, like keep yeah. it breathing, right?
2: Yeah, and that's that's really what I wanted that song to be is. I wanted it to be something for the older generation letting them know like we still have a whole bunch of young patriots out there and also to let young patriots know like you're not alone in that because I think that is something that really gets overlooked is there's lots of young patriots out there that you know in today's day and age you can't always say what you want to say especially when it comes to social media and um there are a lot of people out there my age and younger that feel that same way yeah. about about America and about the people that are, you know, fighting for our freedoms and the freedoms that we have and the freedoms that, you know, we want to keep. Sure. So to speak. Yeah. And um, I think it's important that everyone knows that you know the up and coming generations are not completely lost.
0: Yeah. Well, it's nice hearing that come from a from a young mouth. You know, you don't you don't hear that too often from young young adults like yourself so thank you for having that mindset
3: of course yeah
0: the constitution i think there's so many things not to get on a, on a rant but it, i mean there's just so many things that are taking a proverbial ass whip in these days you know things you say the constitution and things just get eroded so it's important for people old and young to stand up for their rights because yeah if they're not used they're going to go away at oh, some point in time right so
2: yeah oh yeah
0: I wanted to ask you maybe a, a couple of fun quick fire questions, um, if you don't mind. And do <laughs> one of them is I was gonna ask you to tell the listeners maybe a trait about you that maybe a lot of people don't know. A trait? Yeah.
2: A trait. All right. Um I'm I have been like an athlete my entire life. I played softball from the time I was five all the way up to college ball. I got a I got a scholarship to play softball in college. And then I ended up taking you know I came into a came to a fork in the road and I, it was you know music or softball and so I ended up choosing music obviously, which is why I'm sitting here hanging out with you. Yeah. And uh softball um still has, you know, a place in my heart, but um I also, you know, enjoy like I love working out and I love, you know, like I, I would pretty much work out every single day and I, so I really enjoy getting yeah. to do stuff like that and be, be active, even though I kind of, you know, miss that whole athlete part of, part of me, you know,
0: that's cool because I think a lot of musicians were so into music their whole lives that they never threw a baseball or they never kicked a soccer ball or whatever. Oh, yeah. So it's either they were like very athletic or there was no happy medium. Like with the people that I'm, that I've talked to over the past couple of years but it's it's nice to hear that you have an athletic background. And my my niece is going into her senior year. She plays softball for the University of Houston. Her oh, that's is, cool. So shout out to Paige Hulsey and the Lady Cougars, <laughs> right? So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, she's uh she's an amazing uh, athlete as well. And uh, it's nice to know that you were a big softball player. So oh, I'll have yeah. to tell Paige about that. Obviously, she'll cool. listen in. Uh, how about? From a school perspective, did did you have a favorite subject in school that you felt like this is this is my subject? <laughs> I asked somebody that one time; they're like, none of them. <laughs> mm,
2: I was never okay. Like, I'm not like I'm not stupid, but like I would I was not school was not my thing. Okay, like fair enough. I mean, like oh, I love I love to to read and to like ponder things, you know. And sure. I mean, I'm but like math. Don't even ask me anything about that right. ever.
0: You no. don't even know how to spell math, do you?
2: No, I, no, no. I, 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 hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. At, I'm good with spelling. I'm okay. good with spelling.
0: I was being um, facetious. Yeah,
2: I, I was never. School was never really my thing. Yeah. I really liked it. It was never my vibe.
0: That's a great answer. Yeah, I, mean, I pretty, no right I pretty or wrong much skipped my
2: entire senior year. I pretty much like. I like, I basically interned classes and just left all the time. You checked in and left. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm." (laughs) And I got in with those good teachers that'd be like, oh yeah, just take role and you can leave. And that's where I spent most of my senior year. The
0: truth comes out. You need to stop doing these interviews. You see mom. (laughs) Uh, If you weren't a musician, I think you kind of answered this already, but if you weren't a musician, what would you be doing for a living or what would you like to be doing for a living? I'll rephrase the question.
2: To be honest, there is nothing.
0: That's not that an. an- that, I know, I know. Hey hey, an like, hey, hey, hey! I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. No,
2: I'm saying there, like, truthfully, there is really nothing that I would rather do. So, if I couldn't play music, if I couldn't sing, like, if I couldn't carry a note in a bucket and I had to figure something else to do, I mean, I would. I have always loved just the the industry and like the art okay. of music. So if I if I couldn't play, if I couldn't sing. I don't know, I'd be somebody's tour manager or I, or I just, I'd be, I'd love to be, you know, in studio, like, you know, I producing something or teaching something like I, I love music and there's honestly nothing else that I'd rather do. And I, and I'm sure that even if I like, you know, couldn't do that, I'd probably find my way back to it. So
0: that's interesting. And it made me think a little bit because you mentioned earlier that, um, I recently had Michael Sweet from Striper yeah. on my show and I was in conversation with their tour manager and I thought about this question for you because I thought about it for myself. Like, what would you do if you didn't do what you do for a living? And I always said, like for years, I've said, I think I'd like to be like an A&R guy in the, yeah. in the music. something like you, like, you know, be in the music, in the industry somehow, i a tour manager or A&R guy or something with a record label or because that's my passion, right? Even though I don't do that for a living like you do, I still have that passion to do it. So maybe that's my next career. I don't know when I retire. That's what I'm
2: saying. Like, and I think, I think a huge part of being in the music industry is not just the art of it, but also like having to have like the people skills. I, in, um, in May, I just graduated with my degree in communication and marketing and I am not
0: how in the hell do you say you're, don't, you hate school and then you tell me you have a college degree? This is, you're contradicting yourself now, Peyton.
2: I'm, not, I'm a walking contradiction.
0: I tell you, that's a song. There's your next song it's right there. It's literally a line a, in my... I'm a, it's, I'm a contradiction. That's it's it's the a net.
2: line in my song. You it's can thank me later. I song. want some
0: liner note credits <laughs> in the next EP. God dang it. See, you, you come here and you just like, the, the creative juices are just flowing. You have a song. You're going to walk out the door with a song. A cup. I mean, you're leaving here with a whole lot of things this evening. so
2: Got the full shebang. Yeah.
0: So one one last question for you. Define through your eyes, define what success means to you.
2: Honestly, I think success is, for me personally, is defined by, it's like a day-to-day thing, you know, because some days I'm like, i'm gonna sit down and write a song you know and if i don't finish that song and like i think i mean you know this you know what i'm saying as a songwriter like you sit down to write a song and um you don't you don't finish it and you just give up you're like i whatever and you go do something else like just because you don't finish that song doesn't mean you didn't at least practice on that craft of yours or you know you're playing a show and you're connecting with people and Um, or you're, you're sitting down you're doing admin work all day, you know, you're booking shows and you know, you, you wear so many different hats as, um, as an artist in the music industry. So I, I think literally success is defined day to day by how hard you're working. And if you're really pushing yourself to, to do things that make you uncomfortable, because I think that is the time I've felt the most growth and I've felt the most, um, sense of this is what I'm supposed to be doing is when I'm uncomfortable yeah you know
0: yeah and I think the common denominator with all of the people that I've asked that particular question to to define success through their eyes I don't think there's been one artist that says it's to have a boatload of money in the bank (laughs) like that's never come up and that's what I'm always hoping to hear from the artist that it's It's about growth or it's about how I touch people and, you know, maybe change somebody's life with my music. That's success to me. That's what, that's when I know I'm successful when I've touched people. It really is. You know, it's not about, well, I've got $10,000 in the bank. Don't, don't get me wrong. Money's (laughs) a great byproduct of what you do, right? We need money to pay our bills, but it's not what defines us as people and artists. I don't think.
2: I agree. And I, that's why I think, I think success genuinely is, is defined by you doing your job well. And as a musician, music is, music is very emotional. You know, music is impactful. And if you're touching people with your music, then you've already, you've already done it.
0: I agree. You have been a delight. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you guys traveling across the country to get here. (laughs) I know it was a long drive for you, but, um, I wish you continued success. Um, as always, I ask the listeners to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, make sure to follow Peyton on all of her social media outlets and on her website at www.peytonhowey.com. You can find the show on Facebook at Backstage Pass Radio Podcast, Instagram, Backstage Pass Radio, on Twitter at Backstage Pass PC, and on the website, at backstagepassradio.com, you guys take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you right back here on Backstage Pass Radio.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Backstage Pass Radio. Make sure to follow Randy on Facebook and Instagram at Randy Halsey Music, and on Twitter at r halsey music. Also, make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on alerts for upcoming podcasts. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to share the link with a friend and tell them Backstage Pass Radio is the best show on the web for everything music. We'll see you next time right here on Backstage Pass Radio.